this is Pastor Ramona. Um, in today's episode, I'm going to talk about rejection. I said I want to start a series about brokenness. Um, I consulted a subject matter expert. They asked for some questions that we would go over. I presented them. Um, they said they'd look them over and get back to me. This was a couple months ago. Um, so the professional piece from who I thought was supposed to be my guest for this has fallen through. However, <laughs> I learned from that that a couple of things. And that is going to be the subject matter of today's topic is rejection. So sit back. Um, those that have an ear to hear, I want you to hear. Some of this may apply um, directly or indirectly. Um, but I hope out of this someone um, gleans something that will help them heal from what they've been triggered by as it pertains to rejection. So rejection started for me very young and I'm not going to go into that because that's a whole segment by itself, but it started for me very young. However, I didn't realize that my trauma or the trauma that I experienced um, came from so long ago, right? So, um, and the lack of healing from that um, caused me to gravitate to people that I can help because I didn't feel someone helped me. So that came in the form of creating friendships and relationships with other damaged people. And when I say damaged, I mean people that have... Um, varying degrees of their own levels of rejection in their life. You know, in the Bible, we call that familiar spirits, right? I'm not in the Bible. I'm sorry, in the church. We call it familiar spirits or familiarity. So birds of a feather flock together, all of those types of things, right? And became even more confused and infuriated when those relationships and disastrously <laughs> why would they were two unhealed people dealing with different levels of rejection um, rejection comes with distrust um, we trust to a certain degree we have walls up we're looking for a way to sabotage before they hurt us, right? We are, um, we love them, but it isn't genuine love. It is definitely conditional. Um, Cause as soon as we get hurt, we don't know how to forgive quick enough to be able to heal because the hurt typically comes from a different place. And that different place is called offense. 
we get offended easily. Um, we um, sometimes say things um, in that defense that we mean or really don't mean, but it's meant to hurt. Um, we don't play fair. <laughs> Rejection doesn't play fair. Um, because we want somebody to feel the sting of what we've experienced or predict and our lack of healing that they're going to bring on to us, right? And discovering, for me, discovering the source of it was instrumental and it came about in a very peculiar way. And thankfully, this time I asked God, what was this? Like, what is this? And if you're not spiritual, um, my, my journey was a spiritual journey. Um, so your journey may not come the same way mine's did. I'm going to preface with that. But what I did was I knew it had to come. The answer had to come from someone other than me because I reject myself. Like we reject ourselves by what we say to ourselves and what what we don't allow ourselves to feel, don't allow ourselves to entertain, um, can't appreciate anything that positive happens. We're always waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? So that is what I do to me. So I couldn't ask me what was going on. So I asked the one who loves me, who was the Lord, like, what is this? Why do I feel this way? Um, why am I lingering on to this situation that I should, it shouldn't have bothered me. Why, why is it bothering me so much? And he showed me the seed of the thing, the root of the thing. And the only way to kill something that traumatizes you, something that um, torments you, is to kill it at the root. So he took me back and showed it to me. And, you know, root things that root out, root out and sometimes create other roots, right? You know, rejection brings up those other things like... Uh, pride and self-sufficiency and um, being critical and um, not trusting anyone but yourself, which is horrible, 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 if I can say it that way. I said it three times, right? So I had to ask for that. I had to ask for it. He keeps bringing things to my remembrance and he brings up situations when it happens to me, that is still a part of that. It's still a piece of that. I'm not completely healed from it. Um, so one of the things I didn't think I did, but it comes with rejection is, and I want y'all to hear me clearly on this, is validation. Um, one of my gifts is prophetic, right? And I can discern other people's stuff. I can, you know, I can... I can tell you what your dream meant. Um, I can do all this stuff for other people, but why can't I see it for myself? So because sometimes we can't see it for ourselves because we're still walking with these foggy eyeballs or these cloudy glasses because of our trauma and our pain and our, our healing that hasn't come, we look for validation. We want someone to validate, um, what we already know. Isn't that, okay, I'm going to say, we look for someone to validate what we already know. 
if you tell or teach a child the colors, mommy, that's blue, mommy, that's red, mommy, that's white, and then you try to trick them and tell them that blue is white and white is blue, they're like, nah, uh Why can't we do that? Like, why can't we do that when we, it's been validated to us that red is red, blue is blue, yellow is yellow, green is green. Why do we have to get someone to validate that for us? And why do we, why do we accept what others offer when it's not right? Now, I'm not talking about people that have unrealistic desires. And I don't know what unrealistic desires are for you, but I'm a, I'm, I like using me as an example because I know me. I know my singing voice is one that I admire and others choose not to hear. Let's just say it that way. And I'm running around at almost 60 talking about I'm going to be a famous singer one day. Um, yeah. And it hasn't been confirmed. It's just a dream of mine to be that. Or someone one time told me, oh, girl, you got a beautiful voice. But in my spirit, in the, in, the, in, the, in the inner parts of me, I know that my voice is lackluster. I don't need validation for that. But one thing I know I do well is I'm creative. Right. So like I sew, I crochet, I knit, I can usually see something one times, maybe two times and can emulate it if I want it to, or do something very similar to it with the Ramona spin on it. That I do very well. So I don't, I don't, I don't have to look for validation of that. And, and the flip side of that, when someone tells me contrary of that, uh, oh, you didn't do that well, that's your opinion now, because I know what I do well. And it may sound arrogant, but you're not going to take that away from me. But I had to grow to that. I had to grow to validating who I am. So that's in the, as we call it, the secular world, like that's that. But there are some gifts that God put in all of us that we know we do very well. And there are some things that people say they see that you don't see. And I believe that um, God allows people to see things about you that you don't see for a reason. It's hidden for a reason. But I've come to a place because of the rejection that I've experienced that if you can't explain to me clearly what it is, I need you to clarify. And I'm not one of those ones that believe that, oh, if you don't come to me saying, thus said the Lord, I don't believe you because I don't no, no. I need you to explain it to me so that it rests in me comfortably. It needs to be it needs to be validated in my spirit. I need to know when you say that I'm not rejecting it because rejected people reject people. They reject ideas. They reject opportunity. They reject, uh, 
anything that does not set well because I don't want you to set me up to be rejected again. (laughs) Do y'all hear what I'm saying? So healing from rejection and it, it is a challenge because once again, if you're only listening to your own voice, it becomes confusing. And guess what? There are some real enemies out here that don't want you to heal. So you, ha- I have to be, and if you're, you're healing from this, you have to be very, very um, intuitive of who is really in your corner. You need to kind of squash out those who you know will blow smoke up or you know what, because um, that's not healthy. And it just perpetuates the, the, the healing process. Um, and people need to come to you clear, like make it clear. It, it, I don't need just words, random words. It needs to rest so that I know that you're speaking to that heal, that, that the spirit in me, not the trauma part of me, that my spirit needs to connect with the words that are coming out of your mouth. And if it's not, then I need to sit a little bit longer until the Lord says yes. If, he, if he's silent, then I'm silent. And I'm not going to move. I'm not going to move forward. I'm not. I'm not in the season. That's how I got into the relationships that I got into while I was unhealed. Is because I said yes without thinking. Because I want it. And you'll find that people who are unhealed from rejection acquires things. Um, They acquire relationships. They acquire um, jobs and not careers. And they're usually not happy because it's something to satisfy the what they think would be a void. Ugh, it's just a lot. So, this is probably one of my longer podcasts, but um, rejection is real, y'all. And when, and it can come from many different places and many different things. And um, how we respond to rejection um, is a, is a barometer of, of where your healing process is or where you need to continue to do the work. Um, and I want to be transparent and, and this light, if you, I found myself, or if you find yourself in a place where you're deeply hurt or offended by something that you shouldn't be if you really look at it on paper and analyze it if somebody else was telling you the same story the first thing i did was i asked the lord why like why does this bother me so much and the second thing i did was i had to forgive because um if if i don't forgive the person that I think offended me, whether it was intentional or unintentional, 
then that becomes another part of the rejection that I have to heal from. And then I have to forgive myself for ignoring the parts of a thing that I ignored, hoping that my outcome of the thing was the right outcome. Um, So as the wise, try to find out where the root of it is or the seed of it is and where it's branched out to so those areas could be mended and healed or killed, whichever applies. Do the work. Do the homework. Um, Get away from people that are going to validate that level of insecurity because insecurity comes with rejection. Um, And for me, the insecurity because I'm not an insecure person as far as um, if you look at me and how I carry myself and all that, some people think I'm very arrogant because that's what it looks like. But in relationships, I am insecure. I'm insecure of, of what to say. I'm insecure of how to say it. I'm insecure of not being enough. I'm insecure about... Um, If I'm going to say the wrong thing, I'm insecure. I just realized that many relationships I have with, with friends or with past relationships with significant others that I did, we didn't pray together. Isn't it? Now, come on now. Oh, that's insecurity. I, anyway, and they knew anyway. But it comes with insecurity. And and like I said, most people don't think I'm insecure. I didn't think I was insecure. But I'm insecure in that area. And I'm insecure in that area because of rejection. Hello? Because I picked or allowed myself to be in relationship with the wrong people. People that fed that rejection. And they um, didn't have the tools to help validate the part of me that needed to be validated. And let me tell you this. I heard something today. It was uh, part of a podcast. Can't remember who it was, but it was on Instagram. That they said that women think they do a very good job of communicating, but we really don't. And it's funny because I had to agree with the young man. We think we're communicating very well because we communicate well with other women. Sometimes we don't have to say nothing, but uh-huh, and a woman would know what that means. But with a man, our language is different. Yes, we all speak the same vernacular, but our language is different. And they don't hear us when we're speaking out of our emotions and we're frustrated and we're hurt. They don't hear that. Just like we absorb what they say and take it to heart when a lot of times that is just how they communicate with each other and we're not a dude. Oh, and that perpetuates and it exacerbates the person who struggles, the emotions of or the um, trauma for someone who has rejection issues because we haven't learned how to appropriately communicate. And we haven't learned to communicate when it hurts us. 
we just figure we just put it in the pool with all of the other phrases and words of rejection that have piled up in barrels over the years of our life it's time to heal y'all i'm 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 proactively working on my healing journey from that um some days i feel very very um like i'm progressing and then some days i'm like oh well i i still have some work to do and i like and sometimes now that i know who i my source is who can check me in at i i it's nice to know that i have a source and that there are a um one or two people that I can pick up the phone and call and they won't um, just validate um, my my whelms and they'll I, I need I need people around me that tell me is when I'm tripping because otherwise I think I'm right and I and I'm not always right I need I need that y'all and I hope that those that choose to listen um, get to know themselves well enough and mature in their growth to realize what they do and don't need in their life and will speak up when they feel that they're being triggered by any level of trauma even if it's not rejection that they can speak up ghosting people that works for a little while but we're taught to forgive and we're taught to love we're supposed to forgive we're supposed to love we have to like <laughs> it's not is not an option. We, I, I have to forgive and I have to love. And yeah, I don't always have to answer my phone, but at some point I need to, um, I need to not ignore it. I can't ignore it forever because then it festers, right? You can ignore a splinter for so long. It'll stop hurting. And next thing you know, it's infected. If it doesn't come out on its own. Or like my ankle, it'll heal, but it's still sore. And you hope that it's not broken. You hope that nothing else has been ripped. You're hoping, but you don't know for sure. Right? So I bless the Lord for giving me this platform to be able to speak on life and the issues of life because we have to we have to share our testimony so that others can realize they're they're not alone in their journey and that there's someone they can call on if they need to. Um, when they hit those, those, those valley moments. Um, so y'all just, just be mindful of, of your headspace, right? And don't take anything for granted. Um, acknowledge and pray. And sometimes be still. Because in the stillness you'll get the answer. So with that, this is Pastor Ramona with this episode of Let's Talk About It. Um, 
you can reach me by email I'm on Facebook I am on Instagram I'm on Facebook under um, change I am looking for I'm on Instagram under um, earth e-r-r-y-t-h and you can email me at um change i am looking the number four at gmail.com i thank you so much and have a fantastic day be well my friends